Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Info Blips. My name is John Haynes and I am the host of this podcast. I thank each and every one of you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast and by doing so you are supporting independent factual information on the internet. If you'd like to contact me, please do so at infoblips at activist.com. That's infoblips, the at sign activist.com. If you are on a platform, please like or please press the message button on Anchor FM. That way you'll be able to leave me a recorded message and I will play it back on my next podcast. I've had several people attempt to contact me and have not been able to do so. So that is infoblips, the at sign at activist.com. Okay, so let's get down to it. I am very upset again. Donald Trump has got to be stopped. Congress has to do their job. The 25th Amendment is accessible to them. They have to do their job. This man is going to ruin this country. Every day he is doing something totally off the chain. It is totally ignorant. And he is going to ruin our... He's already ruined the reputation of our country around the world. And at this point, if Congress does not act, they are complicit. And I'm gonna challenge the mainstream media, please stop covering his live uh, updates every day because all it is, is a bunch of lies. Everybody that listens to it, that knows or interest in history or interest in the truth, factual truth, they know that this man is lying through his teeth every single day because he's fighting for his life. He screwed up. That's what happened. He screwed up and now he's trying to backtrack and spin history. So yesterday on yesterday's podcast, I told you that I would let you know why Donald Trump is pushing hydrochloroquine. That is because Donald Trump owns stock, well his family owns stock in the company that manufactures hydrochloroquine. So the New York Times reported that Donald Trump has stock in Sanofi, the French company that manufactures the product hydrochloroquine. What the investigation shows is that Donald Trump's family owns and has investments in Dodge and Cox Mutual Fund, which is the largest holding company that is invested in Sanofi or Sanofi, I might be saying it wrong. So I was talking to a friend of mine who is into stocks and he was like, it was a small amount. It doesn't matter if it's two cent. It's against the emoluments clause. He is not supposed to make any type of profit from anything he does while he's president or while he's in office. And yet they're allowing him to golf at his golf course. They're allowing him to stay at his golf course. The secret service has to rent rooms at his golf course. The secret service also has to rent golf carts at his golf course. And now he's pushing a drug that has not been verified to even help people with COVID-19 because he owns stock in it. And he said that they bought a huge amount of it using federal dollars, really? And by the way, federal dollars means taxpayer money. Your and I taxes are paying to purchase a drug in which a company manufactures that he owns stock in. Please let that sink in for a second. And while you're marinating on that, India makes a lot of hydrochloroquine, a huge amount of it. Matter of fact, I think they make more than anybody else. So, so a reporter asked him about whether he was buying it from India and he said yes. And that 
um, if they wouldn't, if they said no, that there would be repercussions and there would be some type of retaliation. That didn't sit well with India. So now they're looking at maybe not selling the hydrochloroquine to him. And it doesn't really matter because we don't even know if this stuff is adequate to fight COVID-19. And moving on to another ridiculous thing that he did was he said that he was going to defund or not make payments to the WHO, the World Health Organization. Now, he's saying this doing in the middle, right in the middle of a health crisis in the world. Donald Trump is saying this because he said they're siding with China and that they didn't act fast enough. Really? And I'm gonna go back and check the dates, but I am pretty sure that the WHO acted about six weeks before Donald Trump even said anything to the American public about COVID-19. Well, here's kind of a chronological breakdown uh, from the WHO. The WHO knew about COVID-19 when it was first reported in December. Actually, it was December 31st. On January 1st, the WHO started preparing their organization on a war footing to prepare for the outbreak. On January 4th, the WHO reported on social media that there was a cluster of pneumonia cases with no deaths in Wuhan, China. On February 5th, the WHO published a risk assessment to the health community and to the scientific community and explain the response to the cluster of pneumonia cases in Wuhan, China. On January 10th, WHO, the WHO issued a comprehensive package of technical guidance online with advice as to how to test and how to treat cases based on the information that they had at that time regarding the new outbreak. On January 12th, China publicly shared the generic sequence of COVID-19. That's important to know. The reason that is important to know, if you have a genetic sequence to a virus, you can create a test for the virus. So January 13th, 2020, officials confirmed the first case of COVID-19 in Thailand. And that was the first recorded case outside of China. So on February, I mean, sorry, on January 14th, the WHO's lead technical people responded to notes in the press, briefing them that there may be limited human to human transmission of the coronavirus. At that time, there was 41 cases. On January 20th to 21st, WHO experts from its China and Western Pacific regional offices conducted a brief field visit to Wuhan. On January 22nd, uh, 2020, WHO mission to China issued a statement saying that there was evidence of human to human transmission in Wuhan, but more investigation was needed to understand the extent of the transmission. On January 22nd, 23rd, the WHO Director General convened an emergency commission um, under the international health regulations to assess whether or not an outbreak constituted an international emergency. The information that they had at that time was not conclusive. They asked to reconvene within 10 days. On January 28th, a um, delegation met 
in China, in Beijing, actually, um, to better understand the contrast response and exchange of information and experience regarding the COVID-19 outbreak. On January 30th, the WHO reconvened um, and decided that it, the outbreak is considered a health emergency and an international concern. On February 3rd, the WHO issued a strategic preparedness and response plan to help protect states with weaker health systems. On February 11th and 12th, the WHO convened and met with 400 experts to give a presentation regarding the COVID-19 outbreak. Now, on February the 16th through the 24th, Canada, Germany, Japan, Nigeria, Republic of Korea, Russia, Singapore, and the United States spent time in Beijing, also traveled to Wuhan and spoke with scientists and health experts regarding the COVID-19 outbreak. On March 11th, the WHO deemed COVID-19 a pandemic. Now that was the order in which everything happened that the WHO did. So the question is, what did Trump know and when did he know it? Well, on December 21st, reports emerged that China was investigating an illness. They didn't know how bad it was, but they were investigating an illness. On, between January 6th and 8th, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, issued travel warnings for Americans wishing to go to China to take extra precautions as they says it was closely monitoring a virus that there was no known cases in the United States. On January 16th, the CDC held a briefing, which we talked about regarding the virus, and the United States started to screen passengers with connecting flights from Wuhan. On January 21st, the first U.S. case of COVID-19 was confirmed. The following day at a news conference, Trump says at the news conference, the U.S. had it totally under control. It was one person coming from China and we have it under control. It's going to be fine. On January 29th, a COVID-19 task force was created by the Health and Human uh, Services Secretary Alex Azar. At that time, Dr. Anthony Fauci was added to the team. On January 31st, Trump blocks travel from China. However, it wouldn't become effective until February the 2nd. On February 24th, the stock market crashed, well, tumbled, and Trump asked for $1.2 billion in emergency funds to shore up the stock market as it had fell a thousand points. That same day, Donald Trump tweeted, and I quote, that the virus is under control and that the stock market started to look very good again. On February 26th, the first community spread case was documented. A person in California confirmed to have COVID-19 without documented travel to China. On February 29th, the FDA eases guidelines on testing. Testing supplies remain concerned for the United States as countries with regular cases and high rates like China and South Korea were able to test at a very high rate. Now, Donald Trump said at that time that the United States was leading in testing and actuality only a few thousand tests had been administered by February 28th. On March 4th, the House passes an $8.3 billion emergency bill Trump deflects criticism. 
And so to deflect uh, criticism, Trump said that the Obama administration didn't any, do anything about the swine flu, which had nothing to do with COVID-19. And also PolitiFact uh, noted that that was a false claim. On March 11th, Trump bans travel from Europe, promises free treatment. Now we all know at the time there was no free treatment. There's very little treatment at all. On March 13th, uh, a national emergency was declared. On March 17th, Trump asked workforce to stay at home, says he's always known it was a pandemic. And look, I can go on and on and on. The bottom line with this is Donald Trump did not have his finger on the pulse of this virus. Matter of fact, he was calling it a hoax. He was calling it fake news. He's saying that the Democrats was doing something, uh, using this to get to him. Donald Trump was acting like a kid in a high school playground, actually an elementary school playground, um, saying it wasn't me, it wasn't me, I didn't do it. When the facts are, thousands of lives are on his hands. Okay, so like I said, I'm into politics, right? So I watch things worldwide. I bought my N95 mask on February 26th, or actually I think it was when the first uh, case had jumped over to Italy, and I said, wait a minute, this is exponential growth. Look at this, this is exponential growth. I was taught this in school. And I said, wow, this looks really serious. And if you look at, listen to my podcast, I started calling this a pandemic way before even the WHO started calling it a pandemic. It was evident that it was a pandemic. They did not want to say anything, I guess, because they didn't want to ruin the market. Well, after the market flopped, there was no reason for them not to tell the truth. So as you see in this chronological breakdown, Trump is a liar. He is a habitual liar. And as I said yesterday, I'm done being nice. People are dying. It is time not to be nice. It's time to be effective. I'm not trying to be right. I don't care about being right. I care about being effective. When I bring something out or when I say something, I want people to understand and say, hey, maybe we should take some action on this. He could be wrong, but if he's right, hey, maybe we'll be ahead of the curve. So at that time, I bought my N95 mask for me, my brother, my mom, my grandkids, my daughters. I also bought gloves and I instructed them all to start putting, getting food that they could put in the freezers or put in their cabinets that would last for a while because I did not know what was going to happen. And personally, I have a go bag ready all the time. And look, I'm not telling you this to brag. I'm not smart. I'm not all that intelligent. I'm not a brainiac. I pay attention. I pay attention to detail. I look at things. I research. And if you're researching, and especially these people who are in healthcare, they should have been paying attention to this, but they weren't. And that's why a lot of them got caught flat-footed. I remember I was managing several clinics when Ebola and SARS came out. We had information and we had all of the PPEs we needed and stored up. And matter of fact, they are just using the PPEs that I stored up back for Ebola now. And of course, the corrupt corporate capitalist that I was employed by was very angry that I had spent all this money on precaution because the lean program requires you only to order what you absolutely need. And the lean program wants you to actually work with a skeleton crew because that way we spend less money or they'll tell you we spend it effectively. Look, that might work in a manufacturing setting. That does not work in a healthcare setting. 
But somebody sold these corporate people a line of crap saying that, oh, this will help you be more effective. Your numbers will be better. See, in healthcare we have in America, it is not about getting well. It's all about the numbers. It's all about how many people you can see, how many doctors, how long doctors stay with patients, how many patients you can treat and street. Basically, you treat them and you street them. That's what we're told. Now, this is the truth about your health care. You may not want to hear it. You may not even want to believe it. I'm telling you, I've got 15 years in working with these people, and this is exactly what happened. And I could bring people on the program that will tell you, yes, this is what occurred. See, the corrupt corporate capitalists that have control of health care in this country are making billions of dollars, and they're not going to just give it up. People are dying every hour. People are dying every minute. People are succumbing to this COVID-19. And the reason why is because we had a president that was asleep at the wheel. I kept saying he was inept. I continued to say that he did not know how to manage. I kept saying that this guy was just not good for this country. And not only me, a lot of people were saying it. I was saying it because I, I just looking at this guy said, no, no, he, he is not going to be able to manage because the only thing that he looks like he cares about is money. The only time he responded was when the stock market tanked. Then it was, oh my God, people are going to be jumping out windows again. Let me get some money into this and tell him everything's going to be okay. Because quite honestly, the only thing he can run on is the economy. And they want you to think the economy is doing so well. However, people at the lower level are not really doing that well. And I don't care what the numbers say. They're statistics and they're damn statistics. Statistics can say just about anything you want them to if you are not an honest broker. And that is the reason why you have outside sources with no interest doing your statistic work for you. When it's done in-house, like it is with Donald Trump, they can say whatever they want. You will never know. See, as I said yesterday in the 10th Amendment, we have power, people. We have a lot of power. We just have to get together and utilize this power. We need to call our congressmen, tell them that they have to stop Donald Trump or they are going to pay for it in the election period. That means Nancy Pelosi and all the rest of them clean house. If these people aren't raising like every single day going on TV saying Donald Trump must be stopped. And the way you stop Donald Trump, you don't have to get stupid and nasty like he does. All you have to do is issue the facts issue the facts to his rhetoric, issue the facts to his bullcrap that he keeps saying, oh, we're testing more than any other country in the world. You dumbass. Yeah, we have more people than every other person in country in the world. Per capita, we are not testing higher than anybody else. And now he's saying that the WHO was late. No, Donald, you were late to the game. While you were golfing and having rallies and attempting to troll the democratic primary process, people in Wuhan, people in Italy and South Korea were dying. As I reported a couple of episodes ago that Germany, Germany, as soon as the Chinese posted the code, the Germans made tests, the Germans created tests and they posted their tests online so anybody could copy it. And also what we are not saying is that Donald Trump shipped 17 tons of PPEs to China 
and I believe this was in February, I will check the date to be sure, because it was no big deal, because we had it under control, because it wasn't a problem. And that was the world according to Trump. And so now he wants to open the country back up really quickly because he needs the stock market to come back up because he needs people to get back to work. So during the election, he can say, hey, look what I did. He's talking about nobody saw this coming. Yeah, everybody saw it coming, you jackass. Everybody saw it coming except for you because you were too busy golfing at Mar-a-Lago or whatever the hell you do up there. Okay, so look. Getting ready for tomorrow's um, podcast, and, and I'm looking at some things we're going to discuss. It's going to be very important about our government role in this shutdown and what to look out for. See, if you look back on our podcast, you'll see that I had my daughter Telly was telling us uh, what we should stock up on. This was prior to them telling us we had to go in on lockdown. Again, I'm not intelligent. I'm not clairvoyant. I ain't all that smart. What I do is I pay attention. I pay very good attention. I watch things. I listen to what people say. Words mean stuff. I take notes. And I don't only look in the United States. I look around the world because we don't live in a vacuum. We don't live in just the United States. The world, what happens in the world matters. And this, my friends, is only the beginning because what the scientists are saying is that A, this thing could come back around and fall or B, there could be another wave of another different virus coming out next year. So going back the way we were before, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. It may sound bad. People may be afraid, but fear is not real. Okay. Fear is your mind telling you things that could happen, that might happen. It's not real. Danger, danger is real. I really loved that when I heard that from Will Smith in one of the movies that he made. It is so true. Danger is real. Fear is nothing but imagination. So if you're scared, don't be scared. Just buckle up, buttercup, because we're going to be in for a serious ride. Well, that's it. That's all, y'all. That's all I have for today. Um, listen, listen to me tomorrow. Check out the podcast tomorrow. If you want to contact me, you can contact me at infoblips, the at sign activist.com. That's infoblips, the at sign activist.com. And as I always say, go out and make it a great life.